And welcome to another episode of The Investigation. I'm Kira Phillips, along with my co-host, Chris Vlasto, Senior Executive Producer of our Investigations Unit, and Matt Mosk, Senior Investigative Producer. Well, it's been a week and a day since Attorney General Bill Barr released his letter summarizing the findings of the Mueller report and Democrats continuing to call for the report's full release. I don't want a summary of the report. I want the whole damn report. And the White House saying they won't stand in the way. Well, I have great uh, confidence in the attorney general. And uh, if that's what he'd like to do, uh, I have nothing to hide. But today is Tuesday, April 2nd. And that's the day House Democrats set as the deadline for the Justice Department to turn over that full report. A deadline that Barr says he just won't meet. He says it will be ready by mid-April. But House Democrats say that's not soon enough, announcing they'll hold a vote on Wednesday to actually authorize a subpoena for the report along with subpoenas for five former key players in the White House. And as this potential battle ramps up, we bring in ABC News senior national correspondent Terry Moran to help us break it all down. So, Terry, we're prepping for a historic battle here, Congress versus the Trump administration. So does Congress have some good cards here or is this an overreach? They do. First, it is a showdown. Uh, This is really one of those battles that happen every once in a while in American history where Congress demands something from the executive that's in the public interest. And I don't think anyone can deny that getting at the full picture of the attack on the American democracy by Russia and uh, any kind of cooperation or attempted cooperation by Americans with that is supremely in the public interest. That's that's the first threshold. And second, uh, you know, Trump is probably going to say no to a lot of that. So we are going to have a battle. Uh, and, and Attorney General William Barr is probably going to say no to a lot of what the, the House wants. But Congress does hold good cards. First, that public interest. Second, some of this material has been released in previous investigations, the Nixon impeachment, the Clinton impeachment. Congress got a lot of good material there. I, I think there is an uphill struggle for Trump's lawyers to keep much of what Congress wants secret. Yeah, but Terry, you, 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 Bill Barr has said he's putting it out. It's 300 400 pages, and he's going to just redact grand jury, national security things. What's the fight? I, that's where I'm having a problem here. Is this just theater? Well, th- that is you know, what, what the Trump people say. And there's no question the Democrats have to keep their base happy after this crushing disappointment that, uh, that they feel from the Mueller report. But there's also the matter of public confidence. It's time to clear the air uh, for Trump for people who support President Trump, for the other side. The notion that a political appointee will ultimately decide what the country can and cannot see, what Congress, a co-equal branch of government, can and cannot see about an issue and a situation this important, you know, is, 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 is going to be resolved, I think, at the end, mostly in Congress's favor, in part because they've done it before. Grand jury secrecy was breached during Nixon and during Clinton. So how do you decide when public interest outweighs witness privacy? Because it did during Clinton and Nixon, right? Yes. Okay. And I, I think when you have a, a core responsibility of the Congress involved and, uh, frankly, the possible impeachment of a president, which is what the Democrats were talking about some time ago, they don't want to talk about it now. 
But that is assigned to the House of Representatives. The conduct of the president uh, is not left to the president's branch of government uh, to determine whether or not you know, the, the, the country should know about it. And I, uh, he will have a claim of executive privilege, probably not as big as people think, because a lot of this happened during the campaign. He wasn't president of the United States during the campaign. He's got no executive privilege over his conversations with Steve Bannon or Jared Kushner or anybody during the campaign. And uh, the obstruction of justice stuff, which would have happened, although uh, Attorney General William Barr said there was no crime there, uh, during his presidency, you know, a lot of those interviews, the Trump administration officials went in not before the grand jury. They yeah, sat down with prosecutors. But Terry, That's not privileged. But Terry, to what end? I mean, Bob Mueller put out a statement basically saying there was n- not basically, he said there was no collusion or, or criminal case in collusion. And he basically said there wasn't enough evidence to either persecute or exonerate the president for obstruction. So what do the Democrats really want? I mean, is impeachment a lower standard than that? I would think impeachment should be a higher standard given the fact that you're overturning the will of the American people. No? 100%. But it is, it is a standard, whether low or high, that is up to the House and the Congress alone. That it seems it's like their the- constitutional re- responsibility. It seems like the big question here, Terry, is the is the redactions. Congress wants to see the full report unredacted. And the attorney general gave four things that he said would be redacted, a couple which we talked about, grand jury material, uh, sources and methods used by the intelligence community. But there's one here that says he's redacting information that would unduly infringe on the personal privacy and reputational interests of peripheral third parties. What do you think about that? Is that one justified? Well, that's the traditional uh, attitude and, and guidelines of, for prosecutors in the, in the Justice Department. You don't insult, you don't, you, don't, uh, you don't spill the beans on somebody you don't indict. If you don't have the goods on a guy, you don't hit the courthouse steps, frankly, like a lot of state and local prosecutors do, and say, well, I'm not indicting him, but he's a bad guy. And that is a policy of the Justice Department. They don't do that. The peripheral third party thing, uh, that may separate it. In, in, in other words, let's say there was information. I'm going to make up a name. You know, it's Carter Page. Let, let's, let's say there was something about him in the report. There may well be that, isn't, that he doesn't want out. But he's not peripheral. He's, he was part of, uh, of the investigation. So I doubt that would be blacked out. But the problem is that as soon as they see any of those black lines across the Mueller report, Democrats in Congress and across the country aren't going to trust the redactor. They're well, going to trust Trump's appointee. And, isn't and, that it, Terry, that, that the Democrats are essentially uh, being asked to take it on faith that the attorney general is going to redact only what is appropriate to redact and not have a liberal reading of peripheral third party to include, say, Don Jr. or Jared Kushner. Right. Now, that, that, that would be a huge problem. And that is, it, it's not just the Democrats. I think the country needs to clear the air. The Democrats have to, have to be careful that they don't become grassy knoll conspiracy theorists on all this, the JFK thing, that, that any, any little shred of evidence, they're going to say, look, 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 he did do it. There's a ninth gunman. You know, or, or, or whatever. It's, it, they have to be careful that they don't look crazy 
and crazy-eyed. At the same time, the country does need, there is a general public interest being advanced by the Democrats right now, in clearing the air. And as much as can be released should be released. That's the commitment Barr has made. And one can say that this is a guy with a 30-plus year career in Washington. Would he sacrifice it on the altar of Donald Trump? That's really hard to believe in my mind. I mean, Donald Trump comes and go. Bill Barr lives in Washington. And and has been a fixture in Washington for a long time. That's where I have problems with the argument. Why would he, you know, fall on his sword for Trump? It makes no sense. Yeah, but they need to see it. Four pages isn't enough. This was a two-year investigation into a national crisis. The, the, our country was attacked, uh, and they want to know as much as they can about it. And there is this, which is Mueller primarily, as a prosecutor, was looking at criminal activity. There's a difference between something that's legal and something that's right. In other words, you can do something wrong that isn't a crime. So wrongdoing is different from a crime is what you're saying. They want to see the wrongdoing. Yes, (laughs) if there is any. Well, but yeah, but, 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 you know, a lot of people say, let's use the campaign finance uh, violation up in the Southern District with Michael Cohen. Most people believe that, yes, there was a crime committed, and actually there's even pointing to the president conspiring in that crime. However, to a person, most people believe that doesn't rise to the standard to impeach the president. You know, and that's that's at a prosecutorial level. You know, you can't get much better than that, right? Right. But that's because it had to do with his private sex life. And uh, arguably, he wasn't president at the time. It didn't have to do with the with his with his duties, with 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 the country's political process. And we went through that once before and it didn't work. It didn't work. If, if anything, the Clinton administration stands, the Clinton impeachment stands for the proposition that we will not get rid of presidents for private sexual matters that don't impact their performance in office. This, the fear was, and still is for many people, does, that he's a tool, that he's in the pocket of Russia. And until they can see that that was a, a mere suspicion and not a fact, It'll hang over his presidency. So to Chris's point, we were talking about Mueller's investigation did not conclude that the president committed a crime. But there was that second line. And you and I were were talking about this. It also does not exonerate him. If that second line were not in Mueller's probe, would Democrats still be seeking the full report? Yes, for this for the reason that they want to know as much as they can, partly for cynical reasons. They want to keep this this pot simmering because it stokes their base, uh, but also partly because they don't trust this administration. They don't. They just don't trust the the, the the attorney general to filter it all for them. Is there a court review of this in 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 our future, Terry? What happens next? Does this challenge end up in front of judges? I think it does. I think it does. Look, it, because it certainly sounds as if you know Barr is going to release as much as he sees fit. And that's probably not going to be enough. They're going to want the underlying investigative material. They're going to want the FBI investigative memoranda. They're going to want the grand jury material. Uh, You know, we had this fight before once. In the Watergate crisis, Congress began impeachment hearings. The House Judiciary Committee, uh, just like uh, the same body that is now seeking the, the Trump records in the Barr report. And the special prosecutor at that time who had investigated Watergate said, no, I'm not going to give you that grand jury material. I'm not going to give you all that investigative material. And they were about to go to court. 
And then some young lawyers on the special prosecutor's staff said, let's give them a, a summary. Let's write a 55-page summary of what the grand jury heard without specifying sort of concrete evidence. Give them what was called the roadmap on how Nixon obstructed justice. That they did turn over. It was the roadmap that ended up being the groundwork for the articles of impeachment that were voted on by the House Judiciary Committee, and it remained secret until last year. Now, I don't know if Congress can keep a secret anymore, but it did keep all that grand jury material secret from 1974 until 2018. So do you think that the attorney general is aware of that history? And and does he think that the four-page memo he sent is sufficient to be that roadmap? No, I I don't think so. I, I think he is going to try, as he promised them in his confirmation hearing. He's going to be as transparent as possible. It's not going to work for Democrats who don't trust him and who just don't trust the, that the result of this has, investigation has been fairly characterized in those four pages. Of course, Trump is out tweeting uh, not long ago, no matter what information is given to the crazed Democrats from the no collusion Mueller report, it will never be good enough. Behind closed doors, the Dems are laughing. Well, you know, that's the, the danger is that is that not just Donald Trump, but that ordinary fair minded Americans, if in fact they see whatever bar releases and they're satisfied with the conclusions, if Democrats still get that kind of JFK conspiracy theory, you know, grassy knoll mentality and are starting to pull out this little piece. If you look at anything in as microscopic way enough, you know, you, you can invent a conspiracy around it. And the Democrats do have to be careful of that. But right now, I think they've got law and a public interest. Look, I was just at the Trump rally in Michigan last week. I was surprised that among the couple of dozen people I talked to, every single one but one said, yeah, release the report. We want to see the report. The polls show that about 80 percent of Americans want to see the full report. You can't get 80 percent of Americans to agree it's Monday. <laughs> and, and they and they want the full report. That's our nature. That's the that's the character of the American people. Transparency, fair play. Let's see it. I want to make up my own mind. Terry, you were terrific. Thank you Thanks, so Terry. much. You Thank Thanks. you, Terry. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the investigation. I'm Kira Phillips. Back again with Chris Vlasto and Matt Mosk. And now we're joined by Mary Bruce our senior congressional correspondent, the expert on all things Capitol Hill. So, Mary, today's the deadline. What do you think is going to happen? Well, the deadline apparently doesn't mean much to Democrats. They expected this deadline to come and go without getting what they want, which is the full Mueller report and the underlying evidence. And that's why we know that they are laying the groundwork for those subpoenas to start flying. They don't care that that the attorney general has promised uh, this redacted version sometime in the coming weeks. They want the goods, all the goods, and they're going to use every tool they have to get them. And they've made very clear that that means they're going to start subpoenaing. So ultimately, that means we're heading, I would think, towards a pretty big court fight. Let's talk about the subpoenas then mm-hmm. and and the, the, the key individuals that, that they want to talk to. Steve Bannon, yeah. Hope Hicks, Ann Donaldson, who uh, was counsel to, to White House counsel Don McGahn, Rance Priebus, definitely could be some interesting 
Yeah, I mean, these are... Information revealed. These are the players. Yeah, that's sort of the original inner circle, right? You've got the the president's former chief of staff, Rance Priebus, his former White House counsel, Don McGahn. Then, of course, you have Hope Hicks, who was essentially by the president's side for for many of those early years. She's involved, uh, of course, in the Trump Tower incident and the response to how, how the White House and the president initially responded to that when it came to public light. So they want anyone who has information that can shed light on these bigger questions that the Hill is continuing to dig into. And remember, this is just the beginning, of course, I suspect. So those are the people that they are starting with. Yeah, but Mary, what to what end? What are they after? One, you don't know the end to the story because the Mueller report very clearly did not exonerate the president on the question of obstruction of justice. Democrats, depending on who you talk to, feel that there may be still some digging to be done on the question of no collusion, but they generally accept uh, Accept Mueller's findings, but they want to the Mueller's conclusion, but they want to know how he got to that conclusion. But you you raise an important point, which is, you know, politically, what's the point here? Um, you're heading into a presidential election. I think, given you know conversations that I've had with voters, that when you look at the polling, especially, this is not the top of voters' minds. Voters care about health care. They care about immigration and education. You care about those issues that most impact your lives. And a lot of voters aren't going to head to the polls thinking, Russia, man, that's the top of my list when I go to pull that lever. But that said, you know, Democrats, I'm sure, politically feel that there is an advantage for them to be trying to recreate the Mueller report, for them to be digging into the president's past, for them to be airing uh, a a lot of these issues as you head into a presidential election. But sure, did Robert Mueller and his report and Bill Barr's summary take the wind out of Democrats' sails? Absolutely. But also, isn't there a gamble here by the Democrats, Mary, that they are going to find conduct that may not be illegal but on the political stage would of be course. foul to the American public. Yeah, and that's that's why I think we keep reminding folks of, of the different mandates here, right? Mueller was looking at criminal activity. The Hill has this huge, broad scope in, into uh, anything that really constitutes abuses of power. So while it, it may not have you know been enough for criminal conduct by Mueller's definition, that certainly doesn't mean that the Hill and, and the political scope won't view it as inappropriate or crossing a line. But there is a risk for Democrats. Look, they could easily overplay this. Um, and given the way that, that some of them have been chomping at the bit to go into to some of this, uh, I think they're they're acutely aware that they could overplay this. You know, but, uh, but I said uh, to Terry earlier, I mean, if the idea is to overturn the will of the people in impeachment, shouldn't the standard be higher? I don't think that is the, the goal, though. That's I, not the goal. Okay. I don't think that is the goal, though. And I think you, you talk with many Democrats and they've said all along, look, the, you know, impeachment is an incredibly high bar. Not only do you, do you have to show, you know, that the, the uh, impeachable offenses have been committed, but politically there's a high bar. Democrats know that that they want public opinion on their side. They know practically they, they need Republicans on their side if they ever wanted to, to, to have impeachment have a chance of surviving. You know, the Senate is still run by Republicans. But I think for Democrats, the point now is to look into this administration to see, really, they want to get to the bottom of the obstruction of justice question. Immediately, they want to look into the timing of all of this. How is it that what took Robert Mueller almost two years, Bill Barr was able to summarize it in two days? That, for a lot of Democrats, is a red flag. And I think they do want to try and expose and answer a lot of these questions because they look at you know all of the indictments. They look at everyone in the president's inner circle, which is why they're hauling up some of so many of these folks who have sat at the table, so to speak. Uh, and they want to dig into all of these questions and they want to connect the dots for themselves. 
themselves and they want to do that in public so that the American people and voters have that at the top of their mind when they think about making their next decision. But also, this isn't a terrible fight for the Democrats because they are fighting for the release of information, which forces the Trump administration to fight to keep it secret. Exactly. Exactly. And that's such a good point. The more the more they fight to have it out in the open, the more the president and the administration would, in theory, have to argue for it to be kept behind closed doors. But now, you, we haven't seen that so far. I mean, the president has said, hey, go ahead and release it. You know, I, I he says he's been vindicated. He says, have at it. Uh, so you do have a rare instance where there is a little bit of you know, agreement on both sides of the aisle on that one. How long will the White House keep that up uh, it remains to be seen. And uh, I think a lot of that will depend on how much we get out of uh, Barr's report or his redacted version that comes out in a couple of weeks. But Democrats right now are making clear they, they're saying thanks, but no thanks to your Cliff's notes. They want the whole thing. And what do all the presidential candidates think about all this? It's interesting because, look, the presidential candidates, a, a lot of them, yes, they, they have serious questions about this. They have concerns about the president's behavior. But, you know, when they're out there in Iowa, this is not what people want to be talking about. So they are actually, I think, more interested right now in talking about health care and talking about the president's immigration policies. I think the way that this administration pivoted very quickly to health care last week, Democrats viewed as a big, giant political gift for them. They think that that's an issue that they can win on. And I think that's where you hear the candidates focusing most of their time. Do they still want to get to the bottom of this? Do they still want to see what, what, what Robert Mueller had? Absolutely. But you're not, I don't think, going to hear them hammering that away, you know, in their stump speeches and as they're out meeting voters and, and talking, you know, to folks in their living rooms in Iowa. What about all the sweeping investigations into Trump's finances? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Of course, you know, the Mueller report is just one tiny sliver of what Democrats are digging into. They want to get into the finances. They're still readying to get the president's tax returns because it gets at the questions of conflict of interest, abuses of power. Is the president, you know, overstepping in some way? Um, and, and that's not really about Russian collusion. That's just about the way in which this administration is operating. So there is this whole realm of things that the Hill is digging into that aren't necessarily Russia-centric. That's just the focus has been so much, and there's been so much hype and interest in what Robert Mueller is going to find. We forget that the Hill has this huge scope. I mean, there are more than a dozen committees right now digging one way or another into this administration. But Mary, take us to the other side of Capitol Hill. What What is Lindsey Graham doing, and what is the Senate doing, and what is the yeah. purpose of that side of the investigations going on on the Hill? So the investigation into the investigations. Um, so you have Republicans <laughs> like Lindsey Graham, of course, it wouldn't be Washington if there wasn't an investigation into an investigation into an investigation. We love these things, right? Um, the, the, the powerful chair of the Senate Judiciary and several other top Republicans say that this never should have happened, that the president was mistreated all along. They want to get to the cause of the investigation. Um, and for them, that means going back and looking at some early FISA warrants. It means looking at the origin of this. It means looking at some of those key players in the Justice Department because they, you know, they say this was unfair and that you need to start at the beginning and to make sure that no other president receives what they feel has been gross mistreatment. Is there a risk there that that's going to backfire with the sort of law and order, law enforcement support for the Republican Party to be tearing into the FBI this way? Or is that not really a concern? Maybe. But if you look at the way that this president has has openly challenged the FBI and the Justice Department at many times. Um, I don't know if that would backfire in the way that it may have backfired previously. Um, the game has sort of changed a little bit. Uh, and you also see um, so many Republicans who do feel strongly that this president was mistreated. You know, the president has a lot of supporters who feel that this was a hoax, this was a witch hunt, that this wasn't fair. And they want to know why and how, how this was able to, to happen. Now, will this investigation really go anywhere? Will it lead to anything? Is it going to be dominating on the Hill? Mm. 
I, I doubted, given the fact that you know Democrats are in control of the House, but it lets them sort of plant a flag. Um, and you will, I think, see some additional digging in. And Graham has, has said, give Barr reasonable reasonable amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. And and not to to go through the report and, and make sure the grand jury testimony is not disclosed. And, and And why is that? He feels that will violate the law? On the House side, even before this report came out, you had nearly all House Republicans agree with Democrats that the report should be made public. That was just a symbolic measure. They voted on it. They passed it. That was basically a message to Bill Barr to say, hey, you know, we want to see this. Over in the Senate, it ran into a brick wall known as Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, who have said, give Bill Barr the space he needs to go through this, to check every line, you know, dot every I, cross every T, make sure he can release what he can release without revealing anything. Scrub that you're the not sensitive to. stuff. Exactly. But show us how things went down. But exactly. scrub the sensitive stuff. That way people have a clearer picture on how this all unfolded exactly. with regard and to you, Russia. And when you look at the letter that, that the attorney general sent to lawmakers on Friday, he says they want to redact any information that would potentially compromise sources and methods and any information that would unduly inform fringe on the personal privacy and reputational interests of peripheral third parties. Now, we're all trying to figure out who those third parties are. Donald Jr. But that's, (laughs) some may say. Yeah. But that's, but that is, and that's the rub, shall we say, for Democrats. They say, well, we don't know what criteria you're using here. That's why we want to see everything. Want to leave it up to you to decide. Mary, that letter also said that Bill Barr was willing to come to the committee and testify and set his own date, I think, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He said when he would w- be willing to show up. May 1 and 2. Mark your calendars, gang. But, you know, Mary, you, you've been in Washington a long time, I think, all your whole life, right? Yeah. So, you know, someone and I said this to Terry, Bill Barr has been around forever. Why would people really think Bill Barr would take the fall for Donald Trump? It's a really good question. I mean, Democrats are quick to point out that he was handpicked by the president. They point to this memo that he wrote uh, that, that questioned the investigation. But he's also the attorney general who was confirmed by Congress. Um, he does have a very solid reputation. So, yeah, why would he try to hide? And it's clear that he is trying to, to you know, kind of walk this fine line. He's saying, yes, I'm going to redact information. But he's also clearly trying to do this uh, in, a, in a timely fashion, going through this in, in what will just be a matter of weeks. He is agreeing voluntarily to come up to the Hill. So he does seem to be trying to, to you know, give Democrats a, as much as he can of what they want, while also, you know, satisfying the Republican side as well. And Not you, to say that the, the, the politics is at all playing into his decision making here, and, but the way that he is acting, um, you know, it, he is, it seems, trying to straddle both sides of, of, of town. And do you think we see Bob Mueller on the Hill anytime soon? I, they certainly want to. They, you know, he is someone that the Democrats have made very clear they want to hear from him. And I think it depends on how this fight shakes out to get the full report, to get the underlying documents. But who knows that report better than, than Robert Mueller? And they've made very clear that they want to hear from him one way or another. Well, that's great, Mary. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, that's it for us today. Thanks again for joining us. And be sure to hit subscribe, leave us a rating. We'll be back on our regular schedule with new episodes dropping every Tuesday. Thanks again to our producers, Trevor Hastings, Shannon Crawford, and for my colleagues, Chris Flasto and Matt Mosk. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of The Investigation. 